You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel, Apostle Goodheart Obi Ekweme. If you have your Bible this day, turn together with me to Luke 2, verse 52. Luke 2, verse 52. I will read from the NLT version, and then from the King James version, and the TPT version. Shall we together as a family read? Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. This is Jesus, right? The subject matter is who? Jesus. Wow. So Jesus grew. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. He grew in three dimensions. He grew in wisdom, one. He grew in stature too, but he also grew in favor. Ah, guess what? With God and with men. If Jesus grew in favor with God, you ought to grow in favor with God. And then ultimately, right, you will grow in favor with men. All right. The KJV says, and Jesus increased in wisdom, similar term, right, increase or grow in wisdom in stature, again, and in favor with God and man. So my understanding is this. If you can gain favor with God, you will find a favor with men. <laughs> so don't look for men's favor per se. Strive to gain favor with God, and then you'll find favor with men. All right. Now the TPT says, And Jesus grew. So did his wisdom and maturity. Who, Jesus? Yeah. The favor of men increased upon his life, for he was loved greatly by God. See the word for? It is because he was loved greatly by God, or found favor by God, that he also in turn, he grew in favor before men. For an assignment, as I mentioned earlier, favor on my mind, part number two. Shall we bow our hearts and our head before our Father as we entreat him in a brief word of prayer this beautiful day? Our Father and our God, it is truly unto you and you alone that we are gathered. You declare unto you shall be the gathering of the people. I beseech you, my Father, to take a call of fire from the altar of heaven. Place upon the lips and the tongue of your seven sons that this hour I will come to your people with a thus said, that will help me to speak expressly your very counsel. I hide my flaws, my inadequacies, my weaknesses behind the cross. I decrease that you increase in me. Thank you, Jesus. We'll vow always to give you the praise as devils are terrified and the body of believers globally is edified. Jesus, you alone will receive the glory. Thank you, my Father, Lord. As you edify the church, terrify devils, you get the glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. In our second service, what we now call the double portion service in Roger, we had a most impactful time. I had hitherto thought I would be able to teach on the subject of favor, at least uh, lay some principles there and then trust God to 
move as he did move mightily amongst us. But, you know, the Holy Spirit simply took over the meeting. And it was just a Holy Ghost encounter. Uh, I believe there is a place for good preaching, but there's a place for good teaching. There's a place for good preaching. It's a place for good teaching. In the ministry of Jesus on the earth, as you've heard me say over and over again, you can study that, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You find the master Jesus, otherwise called Rabbi or Rabboni, involved in three activities mainly. Not only, mainly. He taught the word. He taught the word. He preached the word. And then he performed miracles on account of the taught word and the preached word. Praise God. So three things, teaching, preaching, and working the word, if you like, miracles and healings. So the place for good teaching is to establish believers doctrinally. It's very important. If you don't embrace good teaching, you'll be flaky. You'll be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, the Bible says. But when you give yourself to sound doctrine, to sound teaching, you establish. So the winds of falsehood will not be able to blow you away. So please endeavor to constantly give your ears to good teaching. Line upon line, precept upon precept. It is what establishes or builds believers. Number two, also at the same time, expose yourself to good preaching. Because preaching is exhortation, is encouragement, it's motivation. Preaching propels you to leave where you are to just simply step out to the next level. So the combination of teaching that grounds you, roots you, and preaching that, that moves you out from your place, wherever it is, to the next level, hey, it makes you explosive. Praise God. So I want you to see that on Sunday morning, um, the issue of favor was released by way of impartation, by way of preaching. Praise God. But this particular service, by God's grace, want to take time to teach, to lay principles from the word of the Lord, do a Bible study, and to see what is this thing about the favor of the Lord. I, I want to say again, as I said on Sunday, uh, that beloved, one day of the favor of God is much more better, much more meaningful than a thousand years of labor. Yes, yes, yes. Favor will cause you to stand out from the crowd. Favor will literally put the spotlight upon you. Praise God. Favor will cause you to stand out from, uh, rather than blaming in the crowd, to stand out. That's what favor will do for you, right? Favor will procure and guarantee preferential treatment. That's the favor of the Lord. So this subject is very, very, very important. The Lord said to the children of Israel in the land of bondage, in Exodus, I believe Exodus 3, I said, hey, you will be in the land for a certain number of years, but guess what? I am going to bring you out after the number of your years of surgery in the land, guess what? You will not leave Egypt empty-handed. You will not leave Egypt empty-handed. Can I speak prophetically to you by the grace of God? You will not leave the year 2020 as difficult as it has been for many, many of us upon the face of the earth. Hey, you and I will not leave this year empty-handed. Guess what? Favor will turn your empty life <laughs> to cause you to live full. Shout a big amen and amen. Hallelujah. 
I began to share with you on Sunday how it is in the course of my week of getting some exercise, outdoor exercise, the Lord dropped this thought in my heart regarding his favor. Hence, the subject, favor on my mind. And as I began to think about favor, I realized here he was putting what I believe was a prophetic word for you. Saints, the favor of the Lord will make the difference in the life of a believer. Psalms 44 verse 3. This is a Bible study class, so please turn your Bible, take down notes. I trust God to slow down so we can go line upon line and precept upon precept. Okay, so write down Psalm 44 verse number 3. For they got not the land in possession by their own sword, neither did their own arm save them. All right. But thy right hand and thine arm and the light of their countenance, because, underscore the word because, that means all this good stuff of getting the land, not by your sword, not by your sweat, not by your huffing and puffing, you know, uh, all of this stuff, it was done, not by sword. Listen, because thou hadst a favor unto them. That's King James colloquial English. Simply put, hey, you got the land not by your sweat. You got the land by my giving you rest, by my favor. Praise God. Praise God. So I don't know what you've been laboring for. The Bible does say we are to labor in the word to enter into rest. That means proper labor <laughs> ought to ultimately bring you and I into rest. The labor of prayer, the labor of study, the labor of fasting. Ultimately, it ought to bring you and I into the realm of rest. Labor to enter into rest. Praise God. Look at Psalm 5, verse 12. We're in a Bible study class. Right now, open your Bible. Psalm 5, verse 12. Glory to God. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. Are you born again? You are the righteous. Huh. Bless the righteous. With what? With favor. Not power and might. With favor. Right? Will thou compass him as with a shield? When you hear the word compass, think about the word roundabout or the word encompass or compass, same thing. So if you are encompassed with favor as with a shield, what do you, what do you mean that means? It means 360 degrees roundabout you, the favor of the Lord is covering you. Wow. You turn to the left, favor. To the right, favor. Before you, favor. Behind you, favor. Over you, favor. Under you, favor. That's amazing. So the Lord's desire is for you to be surrounded with the shield or with the favor of the Lord as with the shield. That's what it is. Psalm 5 verse 12. Praise God. Beloved, it is critical, more so in the day and age we live in now, for believers to understand this subject matter of favor. I tell you, people are going through very difficult moments in the day and age we live in now. Very, very hard life people are faced with. But guess what? You don't have to have a hard life in the sense that if you understand how to operate with God and in God, he is able to come out and to create for you what the Bible calls a proverbial Goshen in the midst of lack. He said concerning the children of Israel that he, he put a mark on them 
that made a difference from them. So what was happening around them was not happening in them. Katos The 10 plagues came upon Egypt, but they were spared. They were exempted. And the like man also, when we understand how to operate the favor of the Lord, listen, uh, your life becomes a wonder to many that they cannot explain it. Somebody shout, favor, favor, and favor. It was this kind of favor that made the difference in the life of Joseph. As challenging as his life was, even though he had favor of the Lord, that favor kept him in the pit, though it's not a comfortable place. But the favor of the Lord identified the right pit to be thrown into, to be bought by the right people, and sold to the right person, Potiphar, and then thrown to the right prison to meet the two uh, servants of, of Pharaoh, the butler and the baker. You know, this is all favor. And to land again the next day in, 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 in Pharaoh's house as, as, as vice governor, vice regent, listen, that is favor. So the favor of the Lord upon Joseph made the difference. And that favor was typified by the coat of many colors, Kaluba. So there is a garment, there is a mantle, there is an oil of favor that comes upon you. And I really believe for those who were in church on Sunday morning, and for those who opened their heart, really, really, such a mantle, such a favor was activated upon our lives. And I believe what the Lord is having us do now is to get better understanding how to gird it how to walk in the principles. Hello, somebody. So it's not just accidental, but it's intentional. You know, you can you can accidentally stumble into the favor of the Lord every now and then, or you can intentionally, by knowing the principles, continue to flow in the favor of the Lord from one season to the next season, from one level to the next level. Somebody shout favor, favor. Hallelujah. I heard a preacher say many years ago, favor ain't Fair. How true. You know what? You can't oftentimes tell why somebody favored above beyond anybody else, but you can tell when somebody favored. You get what I'm saying? You can't tell why I'm favored. I am favored by God. So you are favored also. But, but you can't tell why. But can you tell that I'm favored? Yeah. You can see that you are favored. Praise God. God has kept you, spared you. You think you haven't caught. COVID-19, because you're powerful, is the mercy of the Lord, the favor of the Lord. You think you're alive because you're strong, you pray night and day, favor of the Lord, mercy of the Lord. There's those who are born simply as you are, there's six people that they saw. You're still standing, favor of the Lord. There's those who seemingly were more righteous than you who are dead, but you're here. The okay, somebody shout, favor. Favor, favor. You see, the thing about the favor of the Lord is this. We don't deserve it. Never have deserved it. We never deserve it. But God, in his mercy and grace, he reserved it for us. So, as I said on Sunday, it's never something you can earn. You don't pay for it. You don't work for it. You only rightly position yourself. And then it will come your direction. Like the moon is rightly positioned to reflect the light from the sun, but has no light of its own. Likewise, you and I cannot generate favor. We can only be rightly positioned to God, Kautika, to embrace his favor and then to reflect that same favor to others. Praise God. So you're not generating it. You're only rightly positioning yourself by working the principles as we see today. Praise God. So it's not enough to come to a prophetic meeting as you did on Sunday and receive impartation and deposit. Apostle Paul said in Romans 1.11 that I seem to come to you, church in Rome, that I may <laughs> impart unto you spiritual gift to the extent and intent that you will be established 
Romans 1 11. So I desire, I long to come to you. To do what? To impart. So it is impossible that gifts are impartable, right? Right? That I may impart unto you what? Spiritual gifts to the extent or to the intent that you'll be what? Established. So the gift establishes you and the gift can be imparted upon one. Praise God. Elisha said, I want the double upon your life. I want it. I want it. Elijah said to Elisha, hey, you're not going to get that easily. No, no. If you see me when I'm taken, if you see what I see, then you can, the double can jump upon you. That means you must be rightly positioned. You've asked for a hard thing, but you've not asked for an impossible thing. Favor may seem, quote unquote, hard, but not impossible. You and I just simply need to be rightly positioned to who? To God, the source of all favor. Hallelujah. 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 We already looked at it that Jesus grew in stature, in wisdom, and in favor before God and then before men. So we don't seek the favor of men. No, 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 no. Going around cupping arms, uh, begging for help here and there. Uh, oh, help me. Oh, help me. Oh, help me. No, 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 no. Look up to him from whence comes your help. Catopicity. You can't be helped by God and men will not help you. You can't be favored by God and men will not be compelled to favor you. All you need, get God to be delighted in you. And then men will just, 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 just literally fall over you to fulfill God's plan and purpose for your life because of the finger of favor that has come upon you. Favor may not be fair, but favor is real. You can't tell why somebody's favored, but you can tell when somebody's favored. You can see from certain resort around somebody that, hey, this man, this woman carries the favor of the Lord. Why do you think Mary was chosen to be the womb that will carry Jesus? Thou, thou highly favored. That's what the angel gave says. Thou art highly favored, O handmaiden of the Lord. Highly favored. So oh, come on, come on. So amongst all the young virgins in Israel at that time, one Mary teenager was chosen. What? Favor. Why was Esther chosen to be the queen, the queen to replace? Um, Vashti, yes, she replaced Vashti. Why was she chosen to replace Vashti? Why? Favor of the Lord. You know the story? A, a, a beauty painting was done where certain virgins, beautiful virgins, so beautiful, uh, all of them, in, you know, all of them were equally beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they went through rituals of six months of preparation and another trench of six months preparation. And guess what? They were all, all presented to the king one by one. Hi, yeah, 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 yeah. All. This little bit. And the Bible says, it came a point in time that when Esther showed up before King Ahasuerus, you know, he said, hey, hey, lady, you ain't going nowhere. You're my babe. You're my girl. You know, forget those girls. You, you are the one. <laughs> Why was she chosen? Shut favor. I, I pray. That the tangible incense and fragrance and aroma of the favor of the Lord will so come upon you so strongly so strangely that will distinguish you in this year, 2020 and beyond in the name of the shout favor three times, favor, favor, favor comes upon you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Reserved, not deserved. You get it? Reserved, not deserved. Hallelujah. Praise him. You know, let me put this statement out there that will help you. The suffer. You know what a suffer is? People who get on the on the water and, and, and ride the waves, you know, 
the surfer does not create the waves, but the surfer has to learn to ride the waves. You don't create revival, but when revival is dead, please, by every means, jump in. Likewise, you can't force favor upon your life. No. But when you see it, hey, jump in. Praise God. So you don't create favor, but you walk in favor or you walk in the principles that will cause the favor of God to be at work. Listen carefully. Not just accidentally, but intentionally. That's the key now. You could have been stumbling and fumbling every now and then. Every one month, every one year, you have one little breakthrough, whatever it is. Somebody smiles at you. You, you, know, you know, there's some people who hardly do people smile at you. You're not here. I don't really, you know, hardly will anybody do something to you that you know you've not worked hard for all of your life. You've worked hard, as the Americans say, working like a dog, you know, just working like a slave. Something ain't right. As a child of God, you ought to have moments in your life that things will happen in your life that you can't explain. Your labor, your toll, your prayer or lack of it can be the answer. No, just that this is God at work. That's what Apostle Paul said in First Corinthians 15, 10, that I am what I am by the grace of God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. May, may, may every garment of shame, every, every, everything that has made your life seem so hard, hard, hard to get through school, hard to get married, hard to get your kids, hard to get a job. You know what I'm saying? Hard to get a house. Hard to pay the rent. Just hard. Listen, I, 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 I teach balance. And I believe there is a season to be tested and tried and prepared for the common glory. But you know, the Bible says weeping may endure for a night, not forever. Joy comes in the morning. So when weeping endures for so long, that can't be explained, we've got to go to God and say, God, hey, this night has gone beyond night. There ought to be a change. So I'm not saying... Once you walk in favor, everything just works. There's no labor. There's no talk. No, 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 no. But you see, if you're living a hard life from cradle to now, something ain't right. Of what means, of what means should I be a child of God if my life is so hard? Praise God. Praise God. So I believe that tonight, somebody's hard life, is giving way to the fragrance and the oil of favor coming upon you now to change that situation. The doors close so long, so long. You've been tested and tried, but it's longer than a night. They are giving away for the dawn of a new day in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Shout a big amen. Beloved, faith, which you know, faith is the key, right, to walk in the favor of the Lord or to receive, all right, the favor of the Lord. Faith. Travel me. Just like you believe God to be born again and be saved. Right. The key to walking and operating in the favor of God is to receive it by faith. Wow. So tonight where you are, no matter how hard your life has been, believe God that today, 11-11-2020, see how the, the date sounds. 11-11-2020. Once the Lord spoke, twice I heard that power belongs to the Lord. 11-11, double-double, 2020, double-double. Want to believe? 
that on this hour, this hour, this moment, that the favor of the Lord has been activated afresh in your life. All you've got to do is, I believe, I receive. You know, as simple as that statement is with faith in your heart, hardness gave way. Yeah, yeah. Certain things snapped and broke. Because by faith, you got born again. Likewise, by faith, you receive everything that God has for you as part of redemption package. Healing is inclusive. Well-being, restoration, recovery, sanity of mind, uh, supply of your needs. Hello, it's all part of the package of redemption. He came to give you life, not just life, life in abundance. John 10, 10. In the ministry of the devil, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come with one mission, to give you life and life in abundance. So he said, yes, I believe. Yes, I receive. Yes, I believe. Yes, I receive in Jesus' name. Praise God. So, faith is what receives what grace has made available. You know, grace is favor. Yeah. I define grace as one of my definitions. G-R-A-C-E. God's riches at Christ's expense. I learned that many years ago as a young Christian. G-R-A-C-E. God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace. So you don't pay for it. So grace and favor, same thing. All right. Or merit, favor, grace, right? So that's one of the perspective of, of grace. It's deeper than that. It's bigger than that. Just one dimension or merit. <laughs> but the point is this, um, you receive by faith what grace has made available. And one of the things that grace made available is his favor. Say, I believe I receive. Praise God. Praise God. Wow. Kato so pergalende gaba. So let me mention this to give some, some balance. Um, when you're born again, beloved brother and sister, you are blessed. Right? That is, that is doctrinally sound. So sometimes when we say, oh, be blessed, we have to think deep of what we're saying. Because really every born again child of God is already blessed. All right? Whew, help me Lord. You may not be walking in the blessing, in the reality of it, in the manifestation of it, but you are already blessed, right? Uh, legally, in the spirit. Ephesians 1.3 says, you and I, we are blessed. No, we're going to be blessed. We are blessed, past tense. <laughs> blessed with every spiritual blessings. What are they? Spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So I am blessed. You are blessed. You're not under any curse. You're under a blessing all right, as a child of God. So you're blessed. But are you walking in the blessing? That is a question that needs to be answered. So it's one thing to be blessed in your spirit, man. Another to whoosh, know how to release that blessing to become concrete, real, manifest in my present day and age. You get what I'm saying? Praise God. Aha. Ah, lekobos. So the Bible says that it is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and adds no sorrow. Right? That's Proverbs 10.22. I believe it is. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. So the blessing is spiritual. All right? It makes rich. <laughs> so the blessing is the mother of riches. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So you can be blessed and waiting for the blessing to make rich, but you're blessed. You, you get that? What is the fruit? What is the root? The blessing is the root, and the riches is the fruit, right? But it's important to know you have the root, then you're waiting for the fruit. How does the fruit come about? Create the right environment, right soil texture, right manure, right fertilizer, right light, right light, right water level. So you have to create the environment to cause the root to become a fruit or blossom, right? If you don't do that, you can just carry the blessing spiritually all your life, <laughs> suffer sickness, you're broke, you know, nothing seems to work. People are doubting your salvation, but you're already born again. And it's your spirit, man. You're heaven bound, presumably, you know, but around you, nothing seems to show you. Nah, 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 nah. Is that the kind of life you want to live? No, sir. Hey, 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 what is it within me? I want to see come out so men can see, 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 see by my good works and glorify my God. Oh, yeah, yeah. You are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Praise God, somebody. So shout with me, I am blessed and I am blessed. I said, shout of God, yes, you are. But spiritual blessings need to be activated. Hence, the teachings of the principles of divine faith. Praise God. Praise God. Ah, thank you, Lord Jesus. The Bible declares in Ephesians 2.8, if you would, let's look at that quickly. There's a buttress, the principle I mentioned to you that how we're born again is how we receive every other blessing. So faith takes custody of what grace has made available. Ephesians 2.8 is a Bible study across the nations, please. Turn your Bible, read, write, note. Ephesians 2 verse 8. For by grace are you saved. By what? By grace are you saved. Guess what? Through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Verse 9. Not of works, lest any man should boast. So we're saved by grace. But what? Through faith. So put it this way. Faith accesses what grace has afforded or made available by faith. So faith is the hand that reaches out to receive what grace has made available. And grace has made everything available for you and I. But faith must reach out to it. So tonight, we'll begin by understanding that by faith, you acknowledge I am the favored of the Lord. Hallelujah. I am the favored of the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. With favor will thou encompass him as with a shield. What is this favor? I said earlier to you that the one, one of the definition of grace is beyond that is unmerited favor. Unmerited because we're not deserving of it and Jesus paid the full price. That's why it's unmerited. But Grace is beyond unmerited faith. It's just part of it, right? It's a perspective. Now, favor, I said to you earlier on, speaks of giving and receiving, write down, giving and receiving, underscore, preferential treatment. Preferential treatment. Have you ever been in a place where somebody said, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm just compelled or inclined or I'm just moved to do this. 
I'm moved to do business with you. I'm moved to give you a job. I'm moved um, to partner with you. I'm moved to agree to marry you. You know, even if marriage is favor, you know, you're talking about marriage. Can you think about favor of the law? Says even Bible says he that finds a wife obtains favor of the law. So even in marriage, there's need for favor. So everything in life requires a measure of the operation of the favor of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. So it speaks of giving and receiving what? Preferential treatment. You walk up on the counter, about to check in, normally like every other day, then somehow somebody taps you and says, Sir, please come. You say, what is it? And before you know it, you're upgraded from economy to business class. You didn't ask for it. Guess what? Favor. 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 So, favor is something, please write, something granted a person out of goodwill, 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 rather than for justice or payment for services rendered or goods given. So what is that? Favor is just goodwill. Has nothing to do with what you're offering by way of goods and services. So there's no there's no exchange for favor in terms of payment. You can't pay for it. Remember, I said earlier we don't deserve his favor, but he reserved his favor for us. Very important. All right, what a favor is a gift from God. When you think of favor, think of gift, 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 gift. Freely, yes, given. Freely you give to others. Huh? Matthew 10, 8. So freely Jesus gave to the disciples. You go ahead and give to others. You receive that. You go and give. So favor is a gift from God. Other thing is, favor is bestowed as a token of regard, of love, of friendliness, and preferential treatment. So this terms again, preferential treatment. So that's quite um, clear enough. We want to look at some principles that will help you to activate. Remember I said, yes, you're born again. You carry the favor of the Lord. As a child of God, you're blessed. But what's the point of being blessed in your spirit, man? And you don't see the fruit here. And you, you know, that's wonderful, commendable. But hey, I, I want to see the fruit here. It's put there to come out here. So Apostle Paul wrote the church in Philippi in Philippians 2, 12 and 13. He says, you walk out. It's already in you by being born again, but you walk out your salvation. All right? With fear and trembling. Let what is within come out. Praise God. So we want to look at a few principles and keys that will help you to activate the favor of God in your life so that it's no longer accidental, infrequent, every now and then, hit and miss, but you're walking in the flow. You know, it's a way. It's a way. Somebody once said many years ago, if you want to reap on every wave, then learn to sow on every wave. That's deep. If you want to reap on every wave, you've got to learn to sow on every wave. Praise God. Number one key to enjoying and activating the favor of the Lord is humility. What does that mean? The Lord has said clearly enough in the scriptures that he 
exalts and he lifts the humble. Ah, yeah, yeah. He lifts the humble. James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Lifting up is a sign of favor. To lift you up for wherever you are. Lifting up. Praise God. And you, you gain his attention by humbling yourself under his mighty hand. Hallelujah. The Bible declares in James 4, verse 6, same chapter of James, but he gives more grace. It's a favor, right? He gives more grace, right? To who? Uh, wherefore, he saith, God resisted the proud, oh boy, but gives grace, favor, unto the humble. So the humble is a candidate for the favor of the law, not the arrogant and the prideful. Praise God. We see again in Luke 14, 11, Luke 14, 11, we'll write it down, right? Bible study, Luke 14, 11. For whosoever exalts himself shall be abased. And he that humbleth himself, guess what? Shall be exalted. Do you want to be exalted? Then humble yourself under his mighty hand. Praise God. Praise God. So there's something about humility that attracts God to a person. And then ultimately causes him to leave that person. So favor will naturally be drawn like metal to magnet to the one who is humble. Humility will cause you to prefer others to yourself. It will cause you to serve others. It will cause you to celebrate others profusely, right? To appreciate others. I'm not putting people down so you can rise up. No, nobody needs to go down for you to go up. No, sir. No, sir. There's enough space in the sky for the stars to shine without knocking each other. The birds don't collide in the air. It's enough space. I don't have to push you down to go up. In fact, when I lift you up, guess what? I'm ready to be lifted up by somebody else or by God. So humility is very, very key. You prefer others to yourself in love. Celebrate others. Appreciate others. Commend others. Number two, it's important for you to learn the art of preparation and the spirit of excellence. I'll tell you what I mean by that. That's right. Preparation, the art of preparation and the spirit of excellence. Wow. As the name implies, excel is to go over and beyond the norm. Excellence. So for you to excel in anything you're doing, you must be prepared to go beyond the average. Praise God. The mediocre. Many people are content with mediocrity. People just want to know what is the barest minimum I need to do. What is the barest minimum I need to do to make it to heaven? What is the barest minimum I need to give to prosper? What is the barest minimum I need to pray to still, to still make it in life? Why would you go for the barest minimum? Why not shoot for the zenith and the max? Excel. You know, one of the keys to excellence, please talk with me, is diligence and hard work at what God has entrusted in your hands. Now, this may sound a little bit contradictory that we are introducing labor and hard work as a key to excellence, which is a key to favor, but I'll give you the balance, right? Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15.10, I am what I am by the grace of God. But he said something. 
that the grace of God in my life was not in vain. I labored more than they. Uh -uh. Favor, labor, favor, labor. Yeah, yeah. There is an aspect of favor that has to do with work and labor. Right. So in a sense, favor doesn't just fall upon people like ripe cherries from heaven or ripe apples or ripe mangoes. Boom, boom, boom. No, 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 no. Remember I said, rightly positioned, but also there is an element of work. I'll tell you what it is. It is the work of diligence found in Proverbs 22, 29. It says, Seest thou a man diligent in his business, in his work, in his career, in his ministry, uh, in his academics? It's not for the lazy. No. Diligent means hard work in his business. He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. You get that now? So, Diligence at your work will lead to excellence. And excellence will make you qualified to serve the nobles and kings and notoriety. You see, when I'm looking for a product or a service, I'm not going to look for some cheap thing somewhere down the road. I'll look for something that is excellence. Uh, I'll look for what is better than the rest. Then I'll, I'll, I'll buy it or I'll partner with whatever it is, but I will look for excellence. So, if you don't labor to become excellent in your endeavor, you're shoddy at your study, at your prayer, at your business, your career, you're late, you live early, you do all kinds of stuff, you know, and you want promotion? It doesn't work that way. <laughs> There's an aspect of diligence that is requisite for excellence, and then for promotion. Truck with me. Truck with me. Somebody once said, success is defined as the meeting between preparation and opportunity. Wow. So success is what happens when preparation meets with opportunity. Do you get that? <laughs> Unfortunately, there have been many people who have been given opportunity in life to preach, to teach, to do business, to get a job, but they were not prepared. They, they lost it. Some people just can't keep a job, just cannot keep a job because they just can't keep a job. You know, such an opportunity you're given, but you just blew it away. But that will not be a portion anymore. So one, one received grace today for hard work. It says, seest thou a man diligent in his business. And in the church, unfortunately, I, Many people are, are content with mediocrity in church. It's only in recent times that the spirit of excellence has, excellence has come into the church to a great measure. But before now, you know, just anything that happens is church, is church. You use the cheapest things for church. You use the, the, the most things that are not significant for church. That's church. You know, it's not church. No, church. We ought to serve God with excellence. Do you know the man Daniel? Because of the excellence and work in his life, he was preferred above, beyond the other, his peers. Let me read that to you, Daniel 6, 3. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes. Preferred, see, preferred, preferred. The last favor, favor is what? Preferential treatment. So Daniel was preferred. Why was he preferred? Why do you walk in favor? Let's know what it is. Because... 
an excellent spirit was in him. Hello? And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Excellence brought Daniel to his stardom and kingship. And what led to excellence? Diligence. Praise God. Okay. Finally, let's look at Ecclesiastes 9.11 in this regard. This is a very, very important aspect of favor. Because, you know, believers have this idea that, you know, the prophet has prophesied. It just fall upon me like ripe cherries. You know, it just, it, it doesn't quite work that way. And sometimes it makes preachers look like we are, quote unquote, over promising based on, this, on what we're teaching. And then there's an under delivery. Because we have not failed to teach the church the responsibility upon us to engage the promises. Okay, I've received the oil of favor. You don't give. You're lazy. You don't work hard. You don't, you don't, you don't, you can't even get up to, to read your Bible. You don't get on GPA to pray. They say, yeah, it's favor. Yeah, this is favor, 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 favor. favor. It, it, it's amazing what happens in church. It's as though we have this magic wand just waving in the air and it's all done. No, God is a God of principles. Praise God. When we engage his principles, we'll walk in the promises and the blessings. Look at this. Ecclesiastes 9 11. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift. Let's underscore this. Race swift, all right? Race swift, okay? Nor the battle to the strong, battle strength, all right? Neither yet bread to the wise, bread wise, okay? Nor yet riches to men of understanding. So riches, understanding. <laughs> Listen now. Nor yet favor to men of skill. Favor, skill. Hello, hello. But time, time, and chance happens to them all. So, you see, race swift, battle strong, bread wise, riches, understanding, favor, skill. Wow. So what this scripture is saying is, wait a minute, I'm not knocking down to be swift if you want to win a race. <laughs> Brother, <laughs> if you want to win a race, you can't win it being slow. You know what the Bible is saying? Yeah? You don't be slow, be crawling, you win. No, no, you lose. God forbid. No. But he's saying, in addition to being swift, you need something else. Time and chance. Huh? That's divine opportunity. But don't be slow. Learn to be swift. Train on the tracks. You want to go for Olympics and you're just sleeping at home and said, no, favor will make me win. Favor will make me win. Favor will make me Olympic, you lose. God forbid. Praise God. Learn to be swift. And you can only be swift by training. Now listen carefully. Battle strong. Battle strong. It's not saying that if you're going to win a battle, be weak. You will lose. They'll beat you hands down. No. You need strength for battle. You need strength for battle. But in addition to strength, something else. Time and chance. Hmm. So bread to the wise. It's not saying that uh, uh, you can eat bread with lack of wisdom. No. You need wisdom. Likewise, riches understanding. You need understanding. Right? But hear this. If you want to walk in favor, one thing that you need is skill. Kanugada. Not raw talent. You hone your skills. Skill apokaka. You exercise your gift. Exercise your gift. Exercise yourself all to right. Exercise it till you master it. Do you know how long 
it took David to practice with the pebbles and the rag of the catapult, we call it in this part of the world. He used to bring down Goliath. Listen, man, I believe in the wild, he was training for raining. Using the catapult to pull down maybe lizards and birds and stuff. He was practicing, practicing for maybe years, practicing little rubber band and little bullets and uh, uh, stones. Didn't seem to amount much, but he he, oh God, he gained mastery over that small weaponry so that with it, he had become skillful enough hey, to shoot once, hit the forehead of this guy called Goliath. Guess what? Goliath did not fall backwards. That's the normal law of force. When something hits you in front of you, fall back, but he fell, what? Boom! That means it's supernatural. Do you hear me? So if you're going to walk in favor, hone your skills. You want to be a public speaker? Improve your speaking. It's not a, I know the anointing is needful, but learn how to speak. Learn how to communicate in a way that the globe, your globally, globally, globally sound and relevant. Whatever field of endeavor you're involved in, are you a carpenter? Be the best. Are you a driver? You're an auto, automobile uh, uh, assistant? Be the best. Magnify your office. Are you a chef? Be the best. Cook with dignity. <laughs> Praise God. Are you a pastor? Hey, get your stuff, get your, get, get your, your act together. Study, pray. Release yourself to be hard. So whatever it is, let's hone our skills. Are you a proprietor of a school? Let your school start to be the best. Excellence. And God will do it. God, no, 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 no. You hone your skills to excellence, then you draw kings and the nobles. Then time and chance will happen. Then you walk in favor. Is that okay? Because we've sometimes taken this skill out of context. Say, okay, I don't need the skill to be favored. You need skill to be favored, my brother. But not only skill, time and chance. That's when he smart, when opportunity meets, what preparation. Boom. Wow. All right. I've overstretched that for a bit. But let's look at uh, number three point. Wow. You want to walk in the favor of the Lord? Be expectant. Be expectant. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, said he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Kobala bolada. As a man thinketh, so is he. All right? So think favor. Guess what? We said this message, favor my mind. Hallelujah. Just believe that favor is at work. Wherever you go, doors are open. People will like you and love you. They're just, they're just compelled. Why? Think favor. Don't think, ah, oh me, oh me. I have one particular person. Uh, for many years, he has, he, has, he has confessed how poor he is. You know, just, I'm, I'm just so poor. I'm just so poor. Uh, I have a good name, but I'm so, so poor. I'm so, so poor. I said, no, stop saying this about yourself. You know, and for years, unfortunately, the more he said, I'm so, so poor. I'm so, 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 so poor. Obviously, so, so, so poor is catching on him. At old age, so, 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 so poor. So, 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 so poor. I mean, with amazing degrees. But just that mentality of, of, of defeatism that I'm not liked. I'm not, uh, uh, I, people, I just didn't make it in life. Overt regret. Hey, hey, hey! Change your confession. It doesn't matter where you are. Declare your favor of the law. The expectation of the just will not be cut you off. You can make it, you will make it. God is with you. If God be for you, who can be against you? Rise up. Square your shoulders. It doesn't matter what tracks you were born in. No, things have changed. As Christ came into your life, listen, you're God's favorite child. Did you get me? 
don't just say, oh yeah, I'm not an equipment, I'm not an so-and-so, I don't have a good name. What, what name? You have Christ. My father is not so-and-so. Yeah, I didn't go to school. Yeah, stop it. That's a defeatist mentality. If God before you, not if anybody, if God before and God is with you as a child of God, he said he will never, never leave or forsake you. Praise God, somebody. How dare you as a child of God with the royal blood go through your veins, be bowed down in shame and disgrace as though something's not happening? No. You're the redeemed of the law. Let the redeemed of God say so. Psalm 107 verse 2. You say it, I'm redeemed, I'm blessed, I'm going up, I'm going higher. No matter where you are, declare you're going to the top by the mercy, by the grace of God. Praise God. Expect favor. Expect favor. Expect to be the one to be promoted. Expect favor. Expect to be upgraded by way of your ticket. Expect favor. Expect to get the discount on the uh, 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 whatever in the contract. Expect favor. If anybody else, why not me? I'm God's child. I'm God's favorite child. Is that pride? No. It's confidence in who you are in Christ. Hallelujah. I am who I am by God's grace, Apostle Paul said. So the power of expectation and rehearse what God has done for you at four time, from time to time. Remember, testify. That's why testimonies are part of their seeds. Yes. David reminded himself that, wait a minute, Goliath, <laughs> once upon a time, the bear showed up, but my God helped me to kill the bear. Once upon a time, the lion showed up, but my God helped me to kill the lion. You too, Goliath, are coming down today as testimony. The power of rehearsing your testimony. He brought me through three years ago, four years ago, seven years ago, eight years ago. Remind yourself. Papa God is you now. Today, this battle will come down. But when we face today's battle, we'll forget yesterday's victory. Do you rather? When we face today's battle, we must not forget yesterday's victory. A reminder of yesterday's victory gives us encouragement and enthusiasm to face today's battle. You will make it. That test will turn for you as a testimony. That trial will turn for you a triumph. You will make it. You won't end up there. No, 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 no. The steel a bright future for you. Praise God. Can we thank the Lord and bless where we are? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we give you thanks and praise. Let's take a few moments before our time is over. Number four, sow favors to others. Don't be the don't be like the dead seeds, always receiving, never giving. Stingy people are hard to find people. If your hand is like this, just like this. I've seen a good number of Christians, so-called Christians, but they're so stingy. It's amazing. How you, I, it, it beats me how you can really be born again and just like this. It's all about me, myself, and I. No form of liberality and generosity. Bible says a liberal soul. It's a myth. That's favor. You can't be stingy and walk in favor. It's just about you. Just gathering, gathering, gathering. Ten bags of rice. Nine are spoiling. <laughs> no. No. So favor. Bless others. Do unto others as you want them to do to you. In this season, ask the Lord to give you a heart of liberality and generosity. That's the heart of the Father. Giving spirit. It's more blessed to give than to receive. You walk in favor. You provoke favor by giving. Hallelujah. But you always want to just be collecting everywhere, collecting. I say, I'm favored now. I'm favored now. You know, you can mis misjudge this, this teacher. Say, okay, come on, favor. I'm just receiving. <laughs> no, you provoke others with your seeds. That's possible why you've not been receiving much. You're not giving much. The offering battle comes. You think you're smart. You like to pass you by. Just don't do it. <laughs> you fool you're, you're cheating yourself. It's more blessed to give it to receive. Listen, the small in your hand is finishing. 
but take it from the hand into the hand of Jesus Christ. It will never finish. It will be a memorial before the throne of grace. Ask a man called Cornelius, a Gentile, the first Gentile to be born again. He gave arms. He touched the poor. He prayed. Guess what? His arms given and prayer rose to God as a source of all, as a memorial. Ah, God arranged quick, quick for him to be saved. Peter, go and preach to this guy. He's worrying me here with good, good things. Prayer and givings. Not born again. Then you're born again. You just want to be collected from everywhere. Collected. Collect. Just collected. Palliatives. Somebody's laughing there. Praise God. So, so, you don't pay tight. Things will be tight. Tight is Old Testament. Stay, stay, stay there. It's Old Testament. Okay. Tight. You see, if tight is Old Testament, New Testament is more brutal. It's 100%. It's, you're saying tight. I agree. Tight is Old Testament in that regard. But in the new, you are required to give your all beyond tight. But start with tight. It's not tight to God looking for his New Testament. No. Give your life. So give you all to be a disciple. So it's beyond type. But even the type people are not doing are just to honor God, just a mark of honor, 10%. That shows all I have belongs to you. You're the CEO. Just take, it's, just, it's a small token. But people are fighting. Man, 10%, is it before tax, after tax? Ah, you're playing 10, 10 with God? Your life is from God? You're, should it be before, after? Ah, we, we make a mockery of these things. And they wonder why things are not happening this way. Well, it's where they happen. You see from January till December, breakthrough, breakthrough. You don't see the breakthrough. Praise God. You're, you're, you're wondering how. Check, check, check principles. Check whether you're doing the word. God is not mocked. Galatians 6 verse 4. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap also. Galatians 6, verse 9 and 10. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not, as we have therefore opportunity. It's an opportunity to give. It's a blessing to give. Let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Praise God. Those who are in the body of Christ, start from them. Your brother, your sister, look around. What can I do to touch lives around me? Ah, can we receive grace for liberality? Father, deliver us as a family globally from the spirit of stinginess and selfishness and self-centeredness. Deliver me. Help me, oh God, with the new grace for liberality and generosity. It's more blessed to give than to receive. I, giving, giving excites me. I don't know about you. I just love it. Just It makes me glad just to be able to give. I told God recently, I said, God, you have to put more in my hands. There's so much need around me. I took a trip some hours ago and came back and <laughs> I had to ask the young man I traveled with, hey, please give me what you have so I can give those I'm not giving. When I get back, I'll give you. you know what I'm saying? There are all kinds of needs around one. I don't know how it is. You, you, you feel that, no, something should move. You what can I do to touch this life? And many times, what you think is small is much in their hands. Ah, what you use for a retail car for 1,005? You blow the thing for well, 10 minutes or one hour, talk to your friend in America. Yeah, oh, hello, hello, hello. That one five in the hands of somebody in the village can change their day by putting something close to a meal on their table. What am I saying? Let's open our eyes and look around. 
let's not become uh, what's the word now victim victims of life that i'm doing i need i mean it no no matter where you are in life you can give something give your way out i don't know why i'm on this page but it's so important you know why the global economy is failing money failed in the land of exodus money is failing today in genesis I beg your pardon. money failed money is failing except you know how to transact the covenant ah there are those who are transacting the covenant so that they are living in a fail-proof system economically. Meltdown. Raven will feed death in these kind of seasons. Water will come from the rock. That's supernatural. But you must have walked some, some principles. It's not just luck. That's I'm just lucky. No. 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 Isaac sowed in the land. In the time of famine. He gave when it should be hoarding. Please, businessmen. Be aggressive in your common obligation in giving to the Lord in this day and age. So when all the colleagues are going down, you're going up. I'm telling you, it works. It works. Recession, you're building. Your house, check building. You're building your school. Yeah? Recession, you're flying. <laughs> it works. As Isaac sowed in the time of famine in Genesis 26, 26 12, yes, 104. In the hand of the master that will ever finish. The five loaves and two fish that were presumably the lunch box of a young lad placed in the head of Jesus Christ. 5,000 men, not counting their wives and their children. Your small in your hand, in the hand of the master, will not finish. Yet, 12 baskets were gathered after they were fed. This is supernatural. Uh, if you live normal, you suffer normally. No. But you begin to live supernaturally. You enjoy supernatural provision. Hallelujah. Can we give God thanks where we are? Hallelujah. Give him praise. Give him praise. James 2.13 For he shall have judgment without mercy that hath showed no mercy and mercy rejoiceth against judgment. Hallelujah. Once again, James 2.13. Thank you, Jesus. For he shall have judgment without mercy that hath shown no mercy and mercy rejoiceth against judgment. Hallelujah. What is that there? If you want to receive mercy from the Lord, show mercy to others. Ah, be patient with people. Strive to be more tolerant. Strive to make excuse for people for their for their inconsistency and their failures. Just, just excuse them. Huh? The golden rule is, do to others as you want them to do to you. So if you want mercy from God, show mercy. So mercy. Show mercy. So mercy. I said finally, but it's finally, finally, finally now. <laughs> Proverbs 12, 2. Finally, a good man obtains favor of the Lord. Guess what? But a man of wicked devices will he condemn. A good man obtains favor from the Lord. Hiyah, but a man, but a man of wicked devices will he condemn. Shall we just thank the Lord yet again for His favor already at work in our hearts and our lives? And we've received uh, some powerful principles how to activate the favor, engage the favor. Yes, the oil came on Sunday. The mantle came upon Sunday.
upon you on Sunday. Now, these are principles to undergird it so that it's not accidental, it's not infrequent, but it's intentional that you walk in the flow of divine favor. Open up and say, Lord, here I am. Show me what next I need to do to walk in this dimension of divine favor. I got favor on my mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's one message you need to hear over and over. Hear the part one and part two. And I tell you, it will keep on jumping and jumping in your spirit, man. Marinating until some things rise up. And just begin to walk like a meta to magnet. You to enjoy the pulling of favor around you. Lord, thank you. Can you repent in any areas we need to repent? Hallelujah. Where we have fallen short in these principles, Lord, forgive us. Father, forgive me. I haven't altogether done the right thing. Forgive me, my Father, Lord. I'm still growing. Have mercy upon me. I receive grace to show grace unto others. You've shown me mercy, grace to love his mercy to others again. Grace to walk in patience and tolerance with others. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Before we go, I, I want to pray with as many across the nations who are here, not born again. Uh, 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 the, the, the greatest favor done to mankind is that God sent his son, Jesus Christ. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth will not perish but have everlasting life. That is the greatest favor God showed to mankind uh, before anything else. That's the favor. Praise God. So you can receive that favor tonight. Receive that grace tonight by faith. By simply asking Jesus to come into your heart to be your Lord and your Sit wherever you are, bow your heart, bow your knees, and join me as a pray sincerely. And there are also believers out there who are saying, man of God, I want to recommit, dedicate my life to the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's pray together. We will pray. Heavenly Father, we're praying now. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I come to you just as I am. I open the door of my heart as I invite you to be my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me all of my sins. From today, I decree and declare in the company of the saints all over the world, that Jesus Christ is both my Lord and my Savior. Lamb of glory, I receive grace to live for you all of my days and for all of eternity as you help me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, and amen. Lord, we'll cover these ones with the precious blood of the Lamb. We'll rejoice with the angels in heaven as they rejoice at the salvation and the deliverance of these ones in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Good Heart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the torch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodheart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That is info at rhogic dot org. Also download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Apostle Goodheart on Twitter. The handle is at Pastor Goodheart. And on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle 
good heart. Keep hearing the word of God. It will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.